This audio is brought to you by muslimcentral.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh everyone. Bismillah alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. I want to welcome you all to our uh, end of year webinar, but also inshallah ta'ala going into the beginning of the next year, bidnillahi ta'ala with uh, some exciting new content inshallah. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Ameen, joined by none other than Dr. Tasneem Al-Qiq and Sheikh Abdullah Aduru. How are y'all doing? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Excited for the new year, inshallah. inshallah. Phenomenal. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So before we get started, inshallah ta'ala, let me go ahead and sort of lay the premise of what, what uh, tonight's going to look like, inshallah ta'ala. So for one, we're going to remind you periodically, inshallah ta'ala, that as we come to the end of the year, bi'ithnillah, uh, and you are putting in your end of year donations, inshallah, that you adjust the share of that yaqeen bidnillahi ta'ala. So please do, inshallah ta'ala, consider supporting yaqeen. Alhamdulillah, I know that it has been of benefit to so many of you, and certainly uh, we couldn't have done it without your support throughout. So as you're thinking about the many ways, the many good causes and organizations to support, inshallah ta'ala, you've seen the growth, you've seen the progress, and you are compelled to continue to invest in the growth of Yaqeen inshallah ta'ala as that directly translates into the growth of resources. So you can go to yaqeeninstitute.org slash donate. You could click on the link in the description inshallah ta'ala wherever you are interacting uh, with this webinar from. And just a few exciting things, alhamdulillah, I mean that, you know, I remember when we first, uh, you know, got into the COVID era and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for everyone uh, as we are still obviously in this pandemic, um, you know, our YouTube presence uh, obviously increased quite a bit. So alhamdulillah, here we are now at about 670,000 YouTube subscribers. Our watch hours are about 11 million, uh, almost 50 million views, alhamdulillah, I mean, and viewership from every country in the world. Uh, it's, it's special to see that, alhamdulillah, the global reach that Yaqeen has had. So wherever you are tuning in from, Jazakumullah khairan for being a part of this. And our lifetime reach on socials is at about 1.6 billion. And alhamdulillah, we just published our 200th paper, alhamdulillah. So if you go to the front page, you'll see a new paper from Amir Abu Ghudda, which alhamdulillah marks our 200th paper. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put barakah in all of that. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to continue to grow and keep us sincere and steadfast. And Jazakumullah khairan once again to all of you who have been supporting uh, this cause. So again, it's the end of year. Please do inshallah ta'ala support us in any way that you can. And before we get started, I'm going to put uh, Dr. Tasneem and Sheikh Abdullah on the spot. So I'm going to ask you all, uh, what was your favorite piece of content uh, from Yaqeen this year? And feel free to say it was your own, you know. Uh, it's all good. I understand. Actually, I, I think I can answer that pretty confidently now that I think about it. Um, the creative team did an amazing job uh, with an infographic on hadith and the history of like hadith formation. And if any of you guys know, uh, you know, have read about this topic, it's so complicated. And they took it and put it in a picture format that was just so easy to follow along. And I just love going through it and just seeing all those different pieces come together. So if you haven't check it out, checked it out, uh, make sure you go to our website, check out the infographics, and go to the one on Hadith. Alhamdulillah. Sheikh Abdullah, I yeah. better be your favorite piece of content. No, I have to agree with that. 
And I'd have to agree with that. You have because, to agree with Dr. <laughs> yes, because you know, no, so because that subject matter, you know, I've taught it a couple of times and you know to people, subhanAllah, it can be kind of confusing, but once they understand it, they're going to appreciate it because that's a portion, you know, with the Quran inshallah, 30 for 30 is something that's appreciated by the Muslim world. The process of it being formed and you know, just that whole process of what makes it something authentic and exact hadith is, is I think appreciated. Uh, uh, by Muslims and Muslims alike, and the infographics are phenomenal because it really it's size format and then makes it very easy to absorb and understand. All right, Sheikh Abdullah, what was your second piece of favorite content? Man? Series, anything, man? I I, I got to put you on the spot. So our creative team is amazing. Infographics are amazing. <laughs> I mean, any particular series or any uh, particular. Yeah, I like I like the Tahajud series as well. I mean, to be honest, even who is <laughs> superficial, but subhanAllah, the scenery of it, it was like in the darkness. So it like kind of get up and turn the night light on and pray Tahajud and talk about the issues that, you know, subhanAllah, a lot of Muslims may up, but kind of hearing it on a more enemy or knowledgeable, I think it can, kind of brings it to light and brings integrity to the issue of Tahajud. Alhamdulillah. I agree. That was a beautiful series, mashallah. And obviously, we don't just yeah, do mashallah. content. We also do curriculum and partner with schools and partner with MSAs and organizations, alhamdulillah, to activate uh, curriculum. But uh, alhamdulillah, content is uh, is what most of you interact with us uh, with. And uh, we're very pleased with the Tahajjud series. And inshallah ta'ala, uh, shortly we'll, we'll talk about some of the new stuff that's coming out, inshallah ta'ala. But uh, let's go ahead and get started for the, the webinar, inshallah ta'ala. You know, obviously, a lot of people are setting goals, um, setting resolutions, whatever it is. And for the believer, you're always doing that, right? You're always thinking about how you can set new goals for yourself, how you can push yourself a bit further, inshallah ta'ala, uh, to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to, and to make progress for yourself. And the way we're going to do this, inshallah, is that each one of us is going to give three tips as to how we set goals with Allah in mind. And so I'm going to quickly give my three inshallah ta'ala and uh, then we'll move on ta'ala. And the first one that I want to say is push yourself but don't break yourself. Push yourself but don't break yourself. What I mean by that is that I know that we talk about you know setting ambitious goals for ourselves and we also talk about consistency. And I was reflecting you know and since tahajjud came up on on obviously uh, you know, this goal of this goal of praying the night prayer that a lot of people set for themselves. And by the way, wherever you are, uh, whatever goal you're setting for yourself, inshallah, to get closer to Allah, don't belittle that goal. I know that's not my particular tip, but don't belittle that goal because anything that's bringing you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that uh, is from the obligatory deeds and then from the established voluntary deeds is something that is blessed. So if if your goal is to just pray five times a day on time, alhamdulillah, I mean, that's the, the best of all goals in this regard. But with the night prayer, I was thinking about uh, two statements and they seemingly contradict each other, okay? Uh, one of them is the statement from Mu'adh radiallahu ta'ala anhu who famously said, inni la'ahtasibu nawmati kama ahtasibu qawmati, that I seek the reward for my sleep the same way that I seek the reward for my prayer. 
And that's very special because what it tells you is that when you go to sleep, if you make the intention for your sleep to be pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then that is just as much of a ibadah as the standing up in prayer at night. And obviously the idea here is that you view your sleep as a means of refreshing yourself, rejuvenating yourself so that you can continue forward ta'ala. So that's one statement, right? That look, sleep is important and seek the reward for your sleep. And then you have another uh, narration uh, from uh, Abi Hazm, rahimahullah ta'ala, one of the tabi'een who was walking down the street at night and he would say out loud, عَجِبْتُ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ كَيْفَ نَامَ طَالِبُهَا وَعَجِبْتُ مِنَ النَّارِ كَيْفَ نَامَ هَارِبُهَا He said, rahimahullah ta'ala, that I am amazed by Jannah. عَجِبْتُ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ كَيْفَ نَامَ طَالِبُهَا How is it possible that the one who is pursuing Jannah is asleep? وَعَجِبْتُ مِنَ النَّارِ And I am amazed by hellfire. كَيْفَ نَامَ هَارِبُهَا How is it that the one that is fleeing from it is asleep right now? So you see these two narrations, and it's common when you're reading books of Tazkiyah to come across these types of narrations, right? One which emphasizes, in one way, balance and, uh, you know, appreciating that balance and not seeing that balance as a deficiency, right? Because Allah created us with certain limitations. The other one which, which pushes you and, you know, uh, makes it seem like you really, really need to move forward. And so how do you reconcile when you see those two types of narrations. And the idea here is that you push yourself, but you don't break yourself. You push yourself, but you don't break yourself. I guarantee you, Mu'adh ibn Jabal, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, who was a great scholar and companion, was not someone that was sleeping throughout the night and not praying qiyamul But what he was saying is that when he does sleep, when he you know keeps in mind and takes into consideration the sleep that he needs, that that is actually an essential part of his ibadah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He doesn't view it as separate in terms of worship, but as part of the overall scheme of worship. And on the other hand, you know, what Abu Hazm rahimahullah ta'ala is talking about, a great scholar and a tabiri, is this idea of, you know, uh, acting with urgency, that a person wakes up khawfan wa tama'a, as Allah azawajal describes in the Quran, with fear and with hope, right? They are fighting their bedside, and obviously to wake up and pray is not comfortable, especially if you live in a difficult climate, especially if it requires, you know, doing wudu with cold water. Maybe you can't heat the water. And even, of course, just the timing of it all. But at the same time, it's the urgency that causes you to abandon comfort. And so a person might say, well, look, you know, I need a certain amount of sleep to function. And the Prophet Wasallam, you know, he, he frowned upon uh, you know, one of his his wives uh, hanging a rope in the masjid to to put around her uh, her her stomach, her her abdomen, so that she could hold herself and lean in prayer. And he said, "Sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that when you get that sleepy, then you need to go to sleep." So I don't know how much you know I can really do this because I need a certain amount of sleep. Well, all of us, Alhamdulillah, I mean, need sleep, and all of us have the capability, Alhamdulillah, to pray at some level. So if a person needs you know, this amount of sleep or that amount of sleep. And as you get older, you know, maybe then you need more sleep or it could be the, the stress of life or the uh, the burden of your particular labor, your craft. All of that is relative. All of that is relative. But you push yourself, don't break yourself. So you want to push yourself to a place where you are moving, you know, uh, moving forward 
and getting out of your comfort zone and expanding your scope. But at the same time, you don't want to break yourself. And it's important to understand in that capacity that everything is part of ibadah. The rest is part of ibadah. And the exertion is part of ibadah. So long as the idea is to constantly uh, be trending uh, towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and expanding your scope. So that's the first thing. The second thing, adjust, don't abandon. And this is important, especially when we come out of Ramadan. And inshallah ta'ala, Ramadan is right around the corner. And it's important when we set goals for ourselves, whenever that is, beginning of the year, beginning of the month, beginning of the Hijri year, whatever it is, right? Before Ramadan, after Ramadan. You might be in a position where you're feeling a particular closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're feeling particularly, you know, ambitious and you set this goal for yourself. I'm going to read this much Quran a day uh, or I'm going to read this much Quran a month or I'm going to pray this much every night, uh, whatever it may be, right? If a person finds themselves unable to achieve that particular goal, adjust the goal, don't abandon the goal. So go from reading the whole Qur'an every month to reading half the Qur'an or even a quarter of the Qur'an, even a page a day, right? But don't abandon the goal altogether. Adjust from, you know, praying uh, in the later part of the night to maybe praying in the earlier part of the night where it's easier for you. Adjust from how many rakahs, how much uh, you recite, but don't abandon the goal altogether. So the first one is push yourself, don't break yourself. The second one is adjust, don't abandon. And the third one is always aim high. And, you know, uh, there, there are a few narrations that are very close to my heart in this regard. The Prophet ﷺ said, when you ask Allah, don't just ask Allah for Jannah. Ask Allah for Al-Firdaus Al-A'la. Ask Allah for the highest part of paradise. That's not because you feel like you deserve it. It's because you're calling upon a generous and merciful Lord. And if you are working for Jannah, then ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to move you towards Al-Firdaus Al-A'la. To, uh, to put you in the highest level. And if you look at you know, a few of these, these narrations of the companions of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the very famous narration of Rabi'a ibn Ka'ab al-Aslami, uh, ta'ala anhu, where Rabi'a was serving the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and constantly uh, doing what he could to support him. And he was a poor man, he was a single man, he was you know, struggling in many worldly ways, okay? So he is in this position where the Prophet says to him, ask, ask, go ahead and ask me. What do you want, O Rabi'a? He could have said, Ya Rasulullah, I want wealth. And he would not have been blameworthy if he asked Rasulullah for wealth. He could have said, Ya Rasulullah, uh, I want you to pray for me uh, or to provide for me um, you know, a very particular type of home or a riding animal or a means by which I can earn. He could have said, Ya Rasulullah, make dua that I get married. I'm trying to get married and I want to get married. And he wouldn't have been blameworthy. It's praiseworthy, right? In fact, in that regard, if he's seeking, uh, you know, something halal. But instead, he says to the Prophet ﷺ, I want your companionship in Jannah, right? I want your companionship in Jannah. The same thing with Ibn Mas'ud anhu, when the Prophet ﷺ heard his recitation at night. And the Prophet ﷺ said, ask and you will be given and he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allahumma niyasaluka imanan la yartad wa na'eeman la yanfad wa murafaqatan nabiyyika Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fi a'la jannat al-khud. That, oh Allah, I ask you for faith that is everlasting, blessings that do not expire, and for the highest level of al-firdaus, the highest level of paradise with the eternal companionship of your messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
Allahumma ameen for all of us. So those are my three goals, inshallah ta'ala, or three uh, ways that I think you should set goals. One of them, again, push yourself, don't break yourself. The second one, adjust, don't abandon. The third one, always aim for the highest. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant that to us. Allahumma ameen. So I'll bring it back to the group, inshallah. Any comments, uh, anything you want to share, and then we'll move on to Dr. Tasneem, inshallah. I just want to, you know, bring attention to sort of like the entire concept of what you're trying to do here with this introduction. And it's really about sort of setting the stage, getting into the, you know, getting into the right mindset. And I can't like emphasize enough how important that is when you think about your day to day, when you think about your goals, whether they're short term or long term. If you don't have your those sources of motivation, those sources of fear, why is it that you push yourself? Why is that you hold yourself back from doing things you really want to do? Then it's almost impossible to achieve your goals. So when you think about it, when you go, you know, you're applying to colleges or schools or to work, they're always going to ask you, like, why are you applying? What, you know, give us your personal statement. We, they want to know, you know, what are those long-term goals? What are those visions that you have for yourself? Because as humans, we're time and again going to come back to those sources of motivation and sources of fear in order to push ourselves when times get tough. And to push ourselves when times are easy, to always keep going. And so really, before you think about, you know, any specific goal in mind, um, you really want to make that connection, establish that connection that I'm doing this for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that I'm doing this in pursuit of his pleasure or, you know, the companionship of the Prophet or fear of hell and fear of his punishment. And so really think when you sort of, you know, explore those topics and really reflect on what that means and why you do what you do, you want to be able to make those connections that, hey, I'm going to fall back on this. I'm going to really think about it uh, when I need that source of motivation or just something to keep pushing me because it's not always going to be easy, but when you can think about it, it makes it so much easier to keep moving forward. Sheikh Abdullah, anything you'd like to share in this regard? Uh, just the whole concept of resilience. I mean, how you mentioned, I think it was the second point, uh, being resilient, you know, uh, I think we're going to talk about that as well, um, that, you know, there will be times that you, when you're in this process, just to remember that it is a process. It's not something that's an event. It's something that will go on for the rest of your life. Or, you know, a goal that you may hit is another goal that can be obtained, inshallah. Remember that this is a process. All of these goals that we're talking about are these, you know, forms of advice that we're talking about. It's not just an event. It's you on over and over again. So Dr. Tasneem, um, inshallah ta'ala, as we are about to uh, start with, with your, your three tips, inshallah, um, I'm going to ask you to talk about a series that's coming up with, you know, with you, inshallah. But before I do that, I wanted to read something very touching. Uh, you know, the Tahajjud series was brought up and sometimes it's these impact, uh, you know, quotes or emails that are sent into us that really move us, alhamdulillah, and uh, show us the importance of this work. So one one email that came in uh, on the Tahajjud series, uh, and it's really beautiful. Alhamdulillah, I had eye surgery for an eye disease, and I enjoyed this and so many others. I had loss of vision for some time, and the reminders from the series and others really helped remind me to be patient with this current test. Barakallahu feekum. I've made so much dua uh, for the Yaqeen team. So it's really a beautiful uh, testimony on the Tahajjud series. Alhamdulillah. 
And we want to remind you all that you are obviously a part of this, inshallah ta'ala, as you're supporting the work of Yaqeen, which our content is always free and accessible in night time and helping people in, in different ways. Uh, and we pray that just as that person found comfort and certainty uh, that everyone, inshallah ta'ala, that's interacting with our content is finding it in one way or the other. Allahumma ameen. So a reminder to once again support Yaqeen. And now, Dr. Tasneem, first tell us about your series, inshallah ta'ala, that's coming up. Uh, starting this next week, inshallah, and uh, also uh, give us your three tips, inshallah. You can just take it from here, inshallah. So I'm really excited, inshallah, for the release of the Habit series, inshallah, next week, where I basically explore some of the ways that we can be more productive in our lives. And when I say productive, I think what automatically triggers in our mind is, you know, that we're going to work all day, and we're going to get more things done, and we're going to keep climbing the ladder. But really what I try to do in this series is re reorient what true productivity means for us as Muslims. And this ties really well with the, the, this webinar, that you're create, when you create your goals with Allah in mind, it's not about getting more done, it's about getting the right things done. And I think that it's just it's incredibly freeing when you think about it, that we have from the Qur'an and from the life of the Prophet all the tools we need to really put something called barakah in our lives, putting that increase in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's happiness in our actions so that we experience more, uh, we reap more reward for our, you know, lesser action. And it's really, as the life as a Muslim is about pursuing, chasing that barakah so that in your day-to-day -day you're doing less, you're pleasing, but you're pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is increasing your output. And it's incredibly powerful and incredibly freeing. So the whole series just goes over some of those tips and tricks as to what that looks like. And really how that is going to just make our lives so much more meaningful and so much more um, contributive to society and to ourselves and to our families. So what I wanted to do today was give just a few of the examples that, uh, from the, the tips that I give in the series. And if there's one that I can come back to time and again, and I think the, the few that I want to give today are all really related to one another, is about taking advantage of your mornings. And I think that I would start off with number one, um, is the fact that uh, the Prophet ﷺ made dua for his ummah. He made dua for the community that, Allahumma bariki ummati fi bukuriha. That, oh Allah, put barakah, put that source of blessing for my community in the early mornings. And we have so many different ayats in the Qur'an and so many different examples from the life of the Prophet ﷺ that highlight the, the immense reward you get um, from starting your day early. And really the way you want to think about it is that you've got 24 hours in your day, but not all hours in the day are created equal. That there are certain hours in the morning, whether it's right before Fajr or you know an hour or two after Fajr, that if you can work productively, if you can work with focus, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in mind, those hours stretch out to days. And I've lived this to experience it, and which is why I'm just so passionate about it. That you, if you can work really diligently in those few hours, it is worth more. It should be more, worth more to you, and you'll see the, the the fruits of this than the rest of your entire day. And so I, here I am, you know, saying this of having experienced it, and really, it's until you experience it that you recognize that this is incredibly powerful and freeing and, and motivating. Because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and the Prophet have given us a tool to really take control of our, over our lives so that we can get a good amount of uh, work done in, in a productive matter in the morning, and that frees us up to do so much more later in the day. And so really, starting your day 
uh, early is extremely important. And before I move on to you sort of, you know, some explicit things that we can do in our mornings to be productive, it's hope, it's really important to note that you cannot start your day early unless you start your night early. Um, and I think that this is something, you know, a lot of people always come to me like, how do you wake up so early? How do you get up at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. or whatever? And my first question is, okay, well, what time do you go to sleep? And the response immediately is like, oh, like midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. And they, they're telling me how much they struggle with waking up. I said, okay, there, you got, there, you know, there's the problem that it's really when you think about the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put barakah in the morning, it is an invitation to really think about your entire day with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in mind. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is like, here, I've got a treasure for you. It's early in the morning. It's at, you know, right after Fajr, you, you wake up and uh, you'll find my blessings literally with, you know, open arms waiting for you to, to have your day in, immensely uh, increased. But what does that entail? That entails thinking about the entire, your entire day now. Um, and now you're thinking about before you want to, you know, what time do you want to go to sleep? And you think about the fact that the Prophet Sallam, again, setting the precedent for having this most productive and most uh, fruitful life uh, was one to sleep, uh, to delay praying Aisha and sleeping right immediately after praying Aisha. So starting your night early, uh, uh, I should say ending your night early, uh, ending it with the dhikr of Allah, being able to get that really deep, restful sleep, and then starting it early is one of the biggest hacks. I, I can say that very openly. It's a hack to life. Starting your, your mornings early, and, and that is where you'll find that barakah. And so what is, you know, what other advice the Prophet Sallam and Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala give us? Which is my, my second tip. And that is based off of a hadith where the Prophet ﷺ tells us that every single night before you go to sleep, as you go to sleep, the shaitan ties three knots on an individual. That, and that essentially as he's tying these knots, uh, the, the, he, that basically you're about to go to sleep, enjoy your sleep, sort of tempting you to kind of spend the rest of your night in deep sleep and uh, really missing that the purpose of that sleep, which is to, to wake up energized for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but also to really lose sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in mind of your day and of how um, how you orient your goals for that day. And so we, we know this, right, that when you, when you sleep, getting out of bed and starting your day early, it's not easy, right? But the Prophet said him then, what does he do? He offers us, here's the key, right? Here is what you can do to make sure that you wake up energized as well. That um, in the, the hadith, the Prophet said him says that, um, that if you, once you wake up and you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the first thing that comes to mind is that that you recite the dua of the Prophet that once you wake up, that you say praise, glory be to Allah, praises to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he has given us life after he's taken it away from us. That uh, you start really, again, the idea is you're starting your day immediately putting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the forefront of your mind. That I'm starting my day recognizing the blessing of what it is to have my life in front of me. That men, you know, and there's so many different ahadith of whoever wakes up who has health, who's healthy, has a roof on top of their head, has, has food for the day. That it's, that it's like they have the entire world, like a platter in front of them. That if you wake up with this in mind, um, rather than reflexively reaching to grab your phone and check your statuses and you know respond to messages, that you wake up and the first thing is that, you know what, before I even look at anything, before I worry about all of my responsibilities for the day, I'm just going to say, alhamdulillah, that I'm going to wake up thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this opportunity and, and preparing my mind for what, you know, what's going to lie ahead of the day. 
انحلت عقده ون اوف ذوز نوتس اوف الشيطان ار انتايد فان توضا انحلت عقده ذن ذا نيكست ستيب يو جوت ثري نوتس تو انتايد كوركت ذا نيكست ستيب از تو جو ميك وضوء سو يو ار جيتينج اب تو ميك وضوء فور وذر اتس فور تهجد وذر اتس فور صلاه الفجر يو جيت اب تو ميك وضوء انذر تايد انذر نوت از انتايد اند ذن فاينلي فان صلى انحلت عقده ذات ذا ثيرد نوت از انتايد ابون صلاه upon praying those two rak'at of tahajjud upon praying those two rak'at of fajr then that third night is, is, is third knot is untied and how does the the hadith end and for those who whose knots are untied um asbaha nashitan he wake this person wakes up energized motivated in a good mood wa illa asbaha khabitha nafsi kaslan and if they don't if that you wake up and the first thing you do is you grab your phone to check your facebook or instagram the first thing you do is start running because you're you know you started your day late you're running to make your coffee to get to work whatever it is your mind is not in that right position you haven't cultivated that sense of connection with most pantaala you wake up khabitha nafsi kaslan you wake up in a bad mood you wake up on what we call the wrong side of the bed and kaslan you're lazy you're unmotivated for the day you don't feel like you've got that energy you need And so again, we've, we're told Allahu barik li ummati, uh, li ummati fi bukuriha. The Prophet ﷺ says there is barakah. He made du'a, and we know that the du'a of the Prophet ﷺ is mustajab, is is going to be answered by Allah subhanahu wa taala. He makes bar, he makes du'a for us that all right, guys, w- wake up early in the morning. Um, this is where you can get, you can reap the most reward. Second, you know, here just do these few things. Remember Allah subhanahu wa taala. Get in that mindset. Get your source of energy for the day by remembering Allah subhanahu wa taala. and that you're going to wake up with that energy guaranteed and it goes back to what you know what Sheikh Omar is saying it's it's about the idea of connecting your day your goals with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in mind is your source of energy it's your source of motivation because it's not like oh you magically you know there's something if you robotically engage in like okay i'm going to wake up just going to recite the dua i'm going to just pray and kind of get this over with it's it's It, there's a deeper connection to it than that that when you really tell yourself and you focus and you and meditate or whatever word you want to use on the reality that this life that i've been given this new day is, is a blessing is something i owe in gratitude to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and is something that i'm going to use to serve allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that internalization is what gives you your source of energy for the day and it's going to push you even when you're you know you feel physically tired that source of motivation is so much greater than any f- source of motivation that you can get from coffee or um energy drinks or you know anything else that this world provides and then the third trip the third um tip is to then use that time for the most beneficial of actions and over time you can use you know use that whether it's 30 minutes whether it's an hour whether it's 10 minutes if you you know use that time for whatever goal you have in mind with the, again with the intention that you know what Allah Subhanahu has promised me reward i started my day with remembrance of Allah Subhanahu i'm going to use this hour to work on you know finishing this work report i'm going to work on you know studying for my exam if you have that intention then Allah Subhanahu is going to continue to provide that barakah in your actions but um one thing i do recommend is using that time to really read quran or memorize quran and I tell you I recommend this with again this being another source of barakah in your day. And I give this example in the series is that one of the um a really famous book on the market now about you know being productive and having a lot of focus actually says that you know what in order to really get into into your 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 most efficient self what you want to do is when you wake up after you meditate you know you know things we already covered um what you want to do is just memorize. So you want to train your brain to focus. 
So the author recommends actually grabbing a deck of cards and just scrambling the deck of cards and memorizing the order until you can recite as many cards as possible in the order that you remembered them, which is absolutely ridiculous if you think about what the tools that we have that we've been empowered with as Muslims. That How about I give you something even better? That you're waking up, you're driving this bedaka, you're reminding your sense, yourself, your sense of your purpose and your goals for the day. And then at the same time, Allah tells us that Quran al-Fajri is kana mashhuda that the Quran of the Quran that's recited or memorized uh, at the time of Fajr is is witnessed by angels, is testified to by the angels. That if you use that time, whether it's five minutes or ten minutes, to memorize or read a Quran and really create that focus, you're going to create a, a level of discipline and memory that again it's going to last throughout your days and throughout your weeks. That. When you bring all of this together of waking up early, starting your day with meditation and gratitude and then memorizing, these are all things that people are, have just discovered recently. And what's incredibly amazing when you look back at the life of the Prophet and you look back to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encourages us to do, this was something that was inherent to our religion. It's always been inherent. The tools that we need to succeed in this life, but also the tools we need to get ahead in a way that requires a lot less effort than everyone that's 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 working day in and day out around us. And so I'm excited to share more tips with you all in the series, but really I hopefully this is an incredible starting point. Starting your day early, remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, trying to incorporate little um, memorization of Quran in the morning. I guarantee you just do it for one or two days and you will you will immediately notice a difference. Um, and and as Sheikh Abdullah I'm sure can elaborate next is that this is again it's it's for the long haul, right? We're running a marathon, not a race. And so Really, if you this is something you can't incorporate this week or next week or in the next few weeks, don't let that be something that will stop you. That this is something that you can always come back to time and again. Just no, no, having this knowledge is empowering. That when you're ready, and you know, inshallah, that's sooner rather than later. Know that this this religion that the Prophet that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has given us all the tools we need to succeed in both this life and the next. Zakallah khairan. Dr. Tasneem, uh, for the wonderful presentation, alhamdulillah. Really looking forward to your series. Um, I haven't seen it yet, so I'm excited about it, alhamdulillah. How many episodes is it? 16. So. 16 episodes, inshallah ta'ala. So inshallah, we'll get to benefit uh, from it. And you finished your PhD this year, alhamdulillah. So alhamdulillah. tell us, how did you, because, you know, obviously I, I wanted to quit on my PhD a couple of times. <laughs> Um, you know, it got it got tough. You know, how did you how did you get through some of the, the really when you were like towards the end? I, you know, I know you were having a hard time, but you were still doing Quran thirty for thirty. Alhamdulillah. But I mean, and you were still trying to do what you could in Ramadan. Uh, anything that that you could you could share just personally that got you through that last stretch? Honestly, I think I'm so passionate about this topic because I I'm still in shock of what I was able to do, not because of my efforts, but because really of taking advantage of these, these oh. tools. So I remember talking to colleagues and they would say like, Tasim, how in the world did you finish so fast? And at no point did I work eight hour days. No point did I work overnight. Not, I cannot work overnight. And I have like, I, I saw just all my colleagues working around me, like always just in the library for hours on end. And I thought to myself, we, it's pretty simple. I worked consistent. I worked after Fajr for a few hours. I don't think I, there was a day that I worked more 
more than a few hours a day on this dissertation. And I was able to finish in quote unquote record time. Because I utilize these tools the Prophet tells us to live by, awesome. it really just, it blow, like, if there's anything that's faith affirming, it's that. It's just like, the Prophet tells us, like, just be consistent, work in the mornings. You got the, you know, you got all the secrets to life. And once you experience it, it's just like, what's more out there? What more does this religion have to offer that only really just benefits me in this life? It's incredible, subhanAllah. Alhamdulillah. Barakallahu fiqi. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to light the way for you. Barakah. Mm -hmm. uh, when are you doing your second PhD? What's the deal? You know, I'm thinking maybe <laughs> actually, inshallah, one day. I got to take a break for a second and um, I would love to pursue something in law. May Allah bless you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you and continue to light the way for you and looking forward to the series. And inshallah ta'ala, you know, uh, just before we move on now to Sheikh Abdullah, uh, saving the best for last, inshallah. Um, you know, we got we've got Dr. Tasneem series coming out. Angels two. Uh, if you have not seen Angels two, you can sign up for it now, and you can get access to all of the episodes, inshallah, as well as some notes. Um, you know that will be uh, coming out soon, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, and eventually, inshallah ta'ala, that will also be on our YouTube channel. I know a lot of people are uh, here on YouTube at some point later on. And uh, Sheikh Mohammed al-Shinawi, we got proofs of prophethood, continuing with Sheikh Mohammed al-Shinawi, uh, Dr. Tahir Wyatt, uh, with uh, a series on du'as to get us into Ramadan, bit the night time. So we have a lot between now and Ramadan. The first, uh, alhamdulillah, I mean, season one of the firsts, we're coming to uh, the end of season one, and that's 70 episodes, alhamdulillah, I mean, where we've focused on Asabiqun al-Awwalun, the first in Mecca, uh, the Muhajirun in Mecca. And alhamdulillah, I mean, I know we were able to cover a lot of names that people were not familiar with. And, and quite frankly, even myself in researching uh, some of these names, I had not been familiar with them until uh, getting into the research. But the first will go back to the longer episodes, inshallah, the full episodes. We'll knock out some before Ramadan, inshallah. And we'll now move on to the Ansar in Medina. Uh, and then, you know, some of the others who might have been younger, but uh, at the same time, you know, uh, they're, they're, the, the bulk of their life is in Medina where we learn about them and things of that sort. So not exclusively focusing on the Ansar, but inshallah ta'ala, starting with the Ansar, those that came and met the Prophet وسلم, in Mecca and the rest was history. So we'll start with those full episodes inshallah ta'ala as we move away from the first shorts into the first, uh, I don't know, long, uh, I don't know how we, we, we'd call them, but just full episodes inshallah. So we got a lot happening in in the next few months, but the night time before Ramadan starts. And uh, Sheikh Abdullah, uh, you and I, uh, we got Quran 30 for 30 coming up, inshallah. I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping up your commitment from now. We're doing it again this year, right? Inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> I think mean, that's how it happened last year. Inshallah. And before you start, Sheikh, I want to I read something to you, impact story, inshallah ta'ala. But uh, something that came in last Ramadan for Quran 30 for 30, um, uh, this was a comment that came in. I just want to appreciate Sheikh Adur's presentation for a born Muslim like me struggling to learn Arabic to understand the Quran. Although Alhamdulillah, I can recite the Quran and understand through translation. I cannot stop admiring his knowledge gained after converting to Islam, his fluency, and the beauty of differentiating the meaning of words that closely resemble in meaning. Uh, for example, Qalb and Fuad, and touching on a single verse with a broad lesson. Alhamdulillah, I think the beauty of, of Quran 30 for 30 Obviously, is having you uh, throughout the month. Alhamdulillah, that's one of the, the main the main features of it, and something I look forward to benefiting from you and whoever the guest is that night. 
But it really, you know, I'm, I'm always stunned by the diversity of the audience. You got the person who literally converts to Islam watching Quran 30 for 30. We have non-Muslims that watch Quran 30 for 30. We have people that are students of tafsir that watch Quran 30 for 30. So it's this broad range of people, alhamdulillah, I mean. So I want to thank you for, for being uh, such an essential part of that uh, always, uh, alhamdulillah. And inshallah, this year uh, we will... Uh, we'll, we'll take it to the next level, inshallah ta'ala. Whatever that means, right? We'll take it to the next level, inshallah. So, Sheikh Abdullah, before you start your, your three tips, what's your what's your, uh, what's your your benching goal this year? How much are you going to bench this year, inshallah? Uh, we're going to move from a wooden bench to a metal bench. I think that's a little more. Put a pillow on the bench. <laughs> make it more comfortable. I think that's the goal, inshallah. <laughs> inshallah. Take us away, inshallah. Three that's tips, inshallah, for setting goals. Inshallah. Firstly, I want to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his virtue, his father that he's placed upon all of us for being, you know, enjoy uh, these seminars, these infographics, these papers, these videos. Uh, I think it's a blessing from Allah that we are able to homes with AC, with natural lighting, with all these types of mechanisms that allow us to be educated uh and alhamdulillah from the initiative that you take to tune in to any of these mechanisms whether it's your computer whether it's your phone uh to listen to it that's a virtue as well because there are people around the world that don't have that whether it's and they don't have internet they can't afford it or just the area that they're in they are not able to get them. well they're living these realities make dua for them so just being aware of the blessings that we have to being able to tune in and take advantage of this. This is a fadl from Allah. And then secondly, you know, you know, just thanking the Yaqeen family, uh, mashallah, for being a unit. I mean, for those of you that don't know, internally there's harmony, internally there's true sisterhood. I mean, when you're in the conference rooms, you're respecting of each other. You know, one thing that I have to say uh, is that is always taken into consideration whenever we speak in the, you know, the impact stories it's all each other not internally but helping people around the world muslims and non-muslims as he mentioned you know from the quran 30 for 30 to the tahajjud series to many different papers it's about helping people and i think that what i genuinely see genuinely see within the people within the family the yakin family and i want to use that word in all caps bold i italicized and red underlined it's a family and even online when 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 talking and speaking with you know sisters within the organization so i really want to just say off to you Sheikh Omar and, and to the people behind the scenes from Saiful and you know brother Fozi and sister Nafa all the people that are in behind the scenes as well you know that it takes them and it takes a family to really make this these products so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward all of you and uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this something that is on our mizan of Hasanat on our scale of good deeds, inshallah ta'ala. I mean, so what I want to talk about is kind of um, taking off. Dr. Tasneem said, you know, there's a lot of this subject matter about motivation and discipline because discipline is something that motivates fire, which is needed for our human psychology and spirituality. But we want to aim towards discipline. And I always tell this story. Many of you have probably heard it. Our brothers the other day. Is that I remember when I embraced Islam, and the second pillar of Islam is that you have to pray. And I'm thinking, okay, which season? 
but it's five times a day for the rest of your life. When you think of that, um, five times my life, this is where it's a real challenge for you. It could be a real battle. Really serious about it. You're thinking every single day. Sundays too for Christianity. So it's like, okay, Fridays, I understand. That's our Sunday. But Sundays too, there's no day off of our prayers that we can offer from the fara'id, from the obligatory prayers. A challenge, but it depends on your perception and your outlook. And I think subhanAllah was sister to beautiful dua that when you wake up, you say, Alhamdulillah, amatana. You know, the first thing that you say when you wake up is Prophet will wipe his face with his left hand and you need what praises due to Allah. Whatever happens throughout the course of the day, Alhamdulillah. Write the Quran. The first thing that you recite after Bismillah, Alhamdulillah. And Aisha said to the Prophet says, Allah, ala kulli hal, upon every situation. So you're waking up and you're preparing your day to say Alhamdulillah for whatever happened. And then you remember the fact that that you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning that as you were asleep and as some mentioned, you will go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of this is going to end anyway. So when you see the one that has brought us life after he has taken us away, and we will be gathered in front of him. So you wake up thinking about the time that it will all be over. That should always, that should automatically, inshallah, give you some form of ambition and motivation to think about what am I going to do today? And I think of, you know, these six that we've talked about already is a for us to be motivated to light that fire, to be able to be disciplined and consistent on something in particular. So subhanAllah, you know, she also mentioned, mashallah, about the aspect of glory. There's a real good book called Sleep Smarter, the importance of sleep and how sleep can even be more important than diet. That's one thing I wanted to talk about, you know, to kind of, you know, alluding about is, you know, how sleep is important. We need to set an alarm. And also, we need to watch what we eat. That has a huge, how heavy you sleep, when you go to sleep, why you wake up grumpy, when you go to sleep, when you wake up. Obviously, the spiritualist takes precedent. So realize that what we eat is a spiritual concept to it as well. We need to watch eat before we go to sleep. You shouldn't even be eating health heavy to sleep. And alhamdulillah, a lot of efforts from brothers and sisters that are ending diet with deen. Because this is a part of our religion. Capitalize on that. That it isn't watch what we eat. So the three guidelines that I have, firstly, is as a Prophet and said in one hadith where he says, as, he, as we know, that the strong Muslim is better and more beloved to Allah than the weak Muslim. And then both of them is good. It could be physical, but primarily it's Iman because the Prophet said, which means their belief, their yaqeen, their certainty in Allah's names and attributes and how it is manifest on all of his creation. But then he says something after that. Diligent upon that which benefits you. And as Sister Tasneem talked about, the first is that we should understand that which is beneficial to us. So make sure that you are diligent upon that which benefits you. There will be a come to you on and off, but you have to make sure that you sift out, that you deal with that one thing 
that benefits you and you're consistent upon. Then the Prophet said, which is the first point I want to talk about here. We should realize is that we should seek help in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not give up. Allah is al-alim. He is the all-knowledgeable of our situation. All-knowledgeable of the things that we will face. He knows what happened, what is happening, and what will. He knows that we will be uh, uh, anguished at times from an effort we're making. So glad that Sheikh Umar asked Sister Tasneem about her doctorate. Because it's, it is something that is not easy. There's times you probably want to give up. There's times that you're tired, you know, but you have to continue. That's why the Prophet ﷺ used the Sigat nahi the prohibitive form, saying a form of advice. Don't give up. Allah is on your side. Know who he is, his capabilities, and that hopefully will serve as incentive for you to keep going. That's the first thing. Seek help in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do not give up. Do not have ajiz in that which is handicapped or do not allow the external things to handicap you which you have internally to going. It's all about particularly your attitude and your perception of the Do you believe that you can really reach it? Seek help with that. The second form of advice that I want to is that the Prophet also said in another uh, it's a hadith from the Prophet said the most beloved actions to Allah are those that are consistent even if they this hadith subhanAllah I tell it to myself I write it on my whiteboard it's something that is very important for us because sin passion can be your worst enemy you may be passionate about something about Opening a mosque, opening a nonprofit organization, about opening a gym, about losing this much amount of weight, memorizing the Quran. But you say in Ramadan, I'm going to, I'm going to memorize 20, or I'm going to memorize one, one juz of the Quran in Ramadan. Important to learn yourself, to know yourself, and to do that which is quote unquote realistic. And that word is 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 tricky because the word realistic sometimes can make you that. And sometimes it can make you practical. It's important to do istishara wal istikhara. That you seek the one and say, what do you see in me? Do you know from my lifestyle? What advice would you give me? Do you think I'm capable of doing this? And taking that nasiha from people that care. And they don't care how you will feel because they know, you know that they care for you and they want what's best for you. Being around those pe people that give you that advice Knowing that they want what's best for you, even if you don't want to hear. And in this form of, when you hear that, of taking it little by little and being consistent in that. Consistency is key. It is being consistent in that action. And when we look at the wisdom of the prayer, it is something that is consistent. As the Prophet ﷺ compared it to someone washing in a river in front of their home. Would you see any dirt upon them? He makes a comparison of washing in a river five times a day they would be spiritually cleansed with the right intention and being attentive with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his names and his beautiful attributes that's the second form of advice so firstly seeking help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not giving up firstly seeking help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not giving up secondly being consistent in that action even if it was a little bit and realizing 
I'm going to say this flat out, but I will explain. I hope you fail in the process. <laughs> because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, even in this beautiful hadith, right after that he said, and if slicked him or her, if something was to afflict him or her, the name of Allah is Al-Ghafoor, Al-Ghafir, Al-Ghaffar. He is the all-forgiving from mistakes that you will make. You're going to make mistakes in the process. Perfection is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Realizing that within this process, when you seek help from Allah, when you are trying to be consistent every Monday, every Tuesday, every Monday and Thursday, for instance, for fasting, and that Thursday you wake up late, maybe upset with the friend that kept you up, but you were giving good advice for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You up, it's up studying. You may not fast that day. It's fine. Get back on the horse and continue. You're going to make mistakes. You have to fail forward. You have to make those mistakes in order to move forward. Each and every one of us right now have a sin that we may be consistent on. Are we asking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that? Because sin, as Ibn al-Qayyim mentions in Wabil al-Sayyib, and the, the, the shower of good utterances, of abundant good utterances. He mentions that the sin could serve as a motivation for you to be more sincere. And it took that sin for you to commit in order for you to have ikhlas and asking for forgiveness. Because when you're putting, visualizing what you've been doing over the past couple of years, or you're visualizing what you haven't been doing over the past couple of years. So lastly, remember, always remember that mistakes Wait you that you will make mistakes, but do not allow that mistake to hold you back from continuing on and being consistent in those small acts and never forgetting to seek help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you make that mistake to ask, Oh Allah, keep me consistent on this beautiful action for really I'm doing it from your sake, for your sake. Or or oh Allah, make me of those that leave this action for really I want to leave it off for your sake. And those are the three forms of advice to reiterate, to seek help in a loss and to not give up, to be consistent in that action, even if it was a little bit, and to realize that you will make mistakes throughout this process of these two and of other, of any other form of guidelines that we have mentioned here today. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those that have that beauty for really with resilience brings stronger uh, sincerity and brings you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Zakalah khair, Sheikh Abdullah. So, uh, beautiful advice, mashallah, especially the, the uh, words from Ibn al Qayyim, rahimahullah ta'ala. And so, we got nine nine tips here, and inshallah ta'ala, we'll go ahead and put inamal a'malu bin niyat. Everything begins with intention as number one, and we'll go ahead and compile them as 10, inshallah ta'ala. Maybe post like a, a brief graphic for everyone, inshallah ta'ala, after the webinar. So, come back to the, the social media outlets. Our creative team, inshallah ta'ala, would have put together a very basic. Uh, compilation of these 10 and um, hopefully it will be beneficial to all of you uh, Sheikh Abdullah before we wrap up what's a personal goal you got or something that you got something that got you through you know last stretch of something that you were trying to achieve something personal to share with us inshallah wow there's a lot uh, subhanallah that I've completed I mean the, the I'm <laughs> Is this recent or is this just in life in general? <laughs> hey man, in life in general. 
This I don't know why this is the first one that came to my mind. Um, when I married my wife, we got married in Saudi Arabia, and we did it like the mahkama, like the the courthouse. And one of our conditions was that I memorized the Quran. <laughs> one of the conditions that I memorized the Quran. Uh, I don't know why this came up, but um, guess I lost a blessing from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala that you know I would sit in the old haram. Those of you never were haram. It's like I would sit in the old haram just trying to memorize the Quran and alhamdulillah, you know, when we were there. But sometimes it would mess with me, I think, uh, for thinking a person that made hijrah to get married, it's the same hadith of intention. Um, but that was something, you know, I remember um, when memorizing this beautiful book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is when I was studying Quran with my sheikh in Houston from Kerala, Sheikh Usamuddin. And uh, he used to tell me when I would read, you know, Alif Ba Ta Tha, he would close, he would close the book, and he would say, "One day, memorize the Quran." I'm like 20, and I'm sitting here looking at him like, <laughs> "Yeah." It's like this is the word of God. He said, "Yeah, one day you will memorize the Quran, and you'll be able to lead people in salah." And you this, and he started making du'a for me. Allah, he has that huge hak over me. So I say, never, never, never give up. You know, at the age of 20, you know, 25, uh, alhamdulillah, by the blessings of Allah, uh, by the dua of the brothers and sisters, we were able to finish. So I think that, as Sister Nisneen mentioned, to be concerned with those actions and memorizing the Quran when you have your full energy, it's something that's very, very important. So, yeah. That's so beautiful, man. That's so beautiful. And honestly, memorizing the Quran is greater than any degree. Any any other pursuit, anything like like because that's your your resilience and memorizing the Quran is literally reading you know more Quran and elevating yourself. Like you know when you recite any letter of the Book of Allah, whether it is new memorization or review, that it is pure elevation. And uh, never for a moment do you doubt like the nobility of the goal. Alhamdulillah. That's a heavy mahar, man. Like I don't know if we recommend. <laughs> People are like, put that as a mahar. That's a heavy mahar, man. Qulullah, I had Surah Yaseen. I had someone who had Surah Yaseen as his, uh, probably watching this. He was like, he was like, man, that was tough. You know, the whole Quran. <laughs> mashallah, mashallah. The whole yeah. Quran. Yeah. Be, be, be easy with the with the mahar, not, not the whole Quran. It's tough. Like, alhamdulillah, work with Shaykh Abdullah. To both of you, for everyone for tuning in. And again, to remind everyone, uh, inshallah, look out for what's coming up. And please do donate, support, yaqeen, all of our free and accessible resources. You've been a huge part of that in our growth. And inshallah, our growth has directly translated to your growth. So everything counts. And we appreciate your consistent support, uh, whether it's Ramadan or end of year. We don't ask uh, frequently, but when we do, we always uh, just get... Uh, the response from all of you at Hamdan, the notes that you send in with your donations are really heartwarming. So may Allah bless you all and uh, allow this uh, to be a time of rejuvenation for all of you. And may Allah allow us all to undertake goals that are pleasing to him and keep us sincere and steadfast with those goals. Allahumma ameen. Jazakumullah khairan, Dr. Tasneem, Sheikh Abdullah. Uh, once again, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.